This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Lather Talk with your hosts, John Shea and Gerard Gustillo. Well, Gerard, my lovely co-host, is running late. So let's talk about guitars, since he doesn't give a crap about guitars. Let's do it. <laughs> so you have... I first learned uh, in our own you know, side conversations that you like effects pedals, which is a rabbit hole I've shared a little bit about. But you also have a like guitar collection as well. I do. Yeah. So before the whole wet shaving hobby, yeah, my life was guitars. Oh, so I would, okay. I was a maniac. I was a total maniac. I would run around Craigslist and Facebook and antique shops and flea markets, garage sales, just trying to find, you know, really nice vintage guitar stuff. Yeah. And I was pretty successful. I did it for like 10 years, ex- extremely aggressively. Okay. And, um, so yeah, a lot of times I'd have to fix them up. I kind of became like a an amateur luthier, amateur guitar tech, <laughs> guitar amp tech. Um, just really? fixing up all wow. the all the junk that I would find. I shouldn't call it junk because some of it was pretty valuable. Yeah, but you know, I, I did pretty well like finding stuff in random places. Okay, and so it, it kind of became my life: um, vintage guitars, boutique guitars, amps, pedals. It was. It was, um, yeah, kind of a crazy time. And so I'd fix that stuff up. I would sell it. I would trade it. I'd buy more stuff. I, you know, I'd keep the yep. the things that really <laughs> I bonded with and yeah. fell in love with and, and moved the other stuff I didn't. So, okay. um, but yeah, wow. no, I, that was, that was, you know, <clears throat> basically like from 2006 to 2016-ish, 2017-ish, and then the guitar stuff kind of took backseat to to brush making and to be honest i haven't haven't been really into the guitar stuff the last few years just because i don't have time mostly but right okay wow so so the guitar hobby took you right right up to the point of changing to to shaving brushes all right wow i I didn't realize it was such a long period so like uh just knowing a little bit about like the guitar tech stuff. So you mentioned kind of like you kind of became kind of an amateur luthier. Uh, how about like the electronics and stuff like you know, soldering mm-hmm. and yeah, for both I amps guess. and guitars? Like, did you already have some knowledge on no. that area? Okay. I really no. didn't have much knowledge in that area. I just, I learned it on the fly. Like, oh, here's this really cool guitar I found at a garage sale and electronics don't work. You know, obviously I didn't want to take that to a, a luthier and yeah, I, I wanted to learn how to do it myself. So Wow. I could continue to to repair stuff as I found it. So, okay. Oh, kudos to yeah. you that you you kind of yeah learned it inside and out. No, it was, it was yeah. um, 
a very good hobby to, and, and I'd like to get back into it at some point. It's just my life these days is my day job, which takes, you know, probably close to a solid 10 hours out of my day. And then I come home, okay. spend time with, with my kids and, and do the family thing. And then I'm out in the shop for an hour or two every night making shaving brushes. And th- right. there's like li- literally no other time for any other hobby whatsoever. Right. Right. I was like, well, whatever free time you have, it's basically given to charter handcrafts, right? It is. It is. It's, uh, it's my, my side hobby, my only, you know, thing outside of work and family these days. So, okay. Uh, just to pick your brain a little bit more on, on the, before we move on from the guitar stuff, how many guitars are in your collection? And is there a favorite of the bunch? You know, at the peak, I think there was 40 or 50 guitars in the collection mm-hmm. and at least, at least 40 or 50 amps. Um, wow. wow. I, I scaled that back. So now I'm, now I think I'm more in the 20 or 30 range okay. for guitars and amps. So okay, it feels a little more manageable yet still excessive. <laughs> but and, those were, those were like the, one, yeah. the cool ones I found. I just could not part with. I, I had to keep them cause I, you know how, how it is. They say a guitar when guitar picks you sometimes, you don't pick the guitar. Yes. You yes. Know, um, absolutely. There was just some that that just had a little extra mojo or, or you know, worked for me so, better than others. So, yeah, that kind of, I guess, leads me to like favorite bands, musicians or genres of, of music for you. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was in high school in the mid 90s during like, you know, the grunge era. So mm-hmm. Soundgarden, Smashing Pumpkins, mm. Stone Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains. That's kind of where I gravitate to. Okay, nice. Yeah, but you know I like modern stuff too, and uh, you know I, I like a fair fair bit of variety. Okay, but, but kind but, of like home base home base is like that night the nineties. Yeah, grunge era. It is. Yeah, that's where I gravitate to. So if you ever watch any of my Instagram reels, you'll you'll probably see a lot of that stuff in there. Oh, okay, okay. You're connecting the pieces now. That that is funny. I, I wonder if we were to like dive in deeper with like people who regularly post on Instagram what music they choose. I, I think oh, it's, yeah. it, would, it would reveal a lot. So, yeah, okay. It does. Right. It does. Yeah, and I will say it. You know, on my now now we're talking about brushes and Instagram, but on the <laughs> reels, it, it it increasingly becomes difficult for me to find songs that I either haven't used on a reel. Or or work with the the brush if that makes sense and the the video itself. Yeah. So, like like would you say like when you're working on a particular brush, pour, etc. Yeah, is there a song like like do you, do you do that like does your brain like oh you know this combination of blue, gray, and orange? I'm thinking of you know like a Foo Fighter song or <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. no, I I think that's accurate. Yeah, it um, a lot of times I'll pick a song based on on the name of the poor if that makes sense oh sure so yeah, like that, that um yeah. that makes sense you know i've got a poor called called bone so it kind of looks like bone it's kind of an ivory white with a little bit of yellow and ivory in there and um so of course when i do the instagram reel i got to use like alice and chains them them bones or you know yeah yeah there's and, and google's been my friend too sometimes I'll, I'll have to google like okay what song has this word in the title because that matches up with the the name of the brush right so yeah yeah see yeah. people th- this is the <clears throat> insight that you don't have 
unless you he- unless you're hearing a podcast with Paul Trotter and how, know, he right? chooses, how he chooses his background music for his reels. I'm it's, it's I'm a- embarrassed to admit that sometimes I spend an excessive amount of time trying to find the right song for an Instagram reel. <laughs> I, I feel that pain. I, yeah. I don't know how many I don't know how many viewers and listeners feel that pain, but I, I feel that pain. So you're 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 in good company. <laughs> There's been, and I'm not going to lie, there's been a few times where I've thought to myself, my God, I've spent more time trying to find the right song than I actually did making this brush. Yes. Oh, and that's I, when I, I really gonna, feel like a loser. I thought you were going to say more time than you spent like editing the reel <laughs> before you even added the music. No, there's there's been some that, that probably about, you know, they're right up there with the actual brush making. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. Well, there's, there's a fun little uh, behind the scenes. <laughs> like did you know i can't believe i just admitted that to the internet yeah, <laughs> yeah you heard it you heard it here first folks well I, you know what like to, to the silver lining or maybe like glass half full way to look at it is uh you're, you're very intentional i think you're very intentional about how you know everything that goes into your brush making why mm. would it not extend to uh the reels which might be a throwaway thing but for you really is a powerful you, you know it's Social media, guys, is a powerful marketing tool that's free for it small businesses. And you, and you know what I mean? I think you're getting the most out of it because oh, yeah. that, that right song, right? It means someone's sticking around mm-hmm. 10 seconds longer and then maybe like, hey, I do like that brush. Maybe I should make a purchase from, from, from this guy. Maybe so. Yeah. Right? You know, I'm, I'm sure no. it can't, it can't hurt, you know? Yeah. So um, all that's to say, no, no shame. And however long it takes you to, to find the the right song for the reel. Yeah, no, it uh, it definitely the, the social media side of it with Instagram, um, it's it's an amazing tool. Like you said, it's it's this free tool that we as as brush makers or artisans or whatever you want to call us have yeah. access to. We can make this this little production with our phone. We can upload it and potentially reach thousands of people you know, right away. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it's a, it's a incredible marketing tool for, for small businesses, for craft people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. yeah, by all means, I'm, I've been utilizing it for a few years now and it's worked well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think you're definitely uh, very adept with it. So keep it up. <laughs> Plan to. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, we'll get right back to the episode in just a minute, but I want to take this chance to say thank you to all the Ladder Talk patrons out there. I want to let you know that I greatly appreciate your financial support of this podcast and the YouTube channel for helping take care of costs that happen behind the scenes. Thank you so much. If you guys are in a position and want to help out the podcast, please check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash Ladder Talk. And one last way you can help is share your viewing or listening experience, post up on social media, and we are happy to reshare your post. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe 
every day at sax.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we'll, I'll definitely be asking about Bush Light. Um, just ahead, I, just ahead. I expected that. Yeah, that that what there are multiple people uh, when I ask for listener questions like, oh, you got you got to mention that. Like, okay, all right. I should have never told them I like Bushlight. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's uh, we speak about it as a, you know endearingly to with with you connected. <laughs> the things you get attached to in this life. Yeah, I, I think it's more just in light of kind of like where you're located <laughs> and what other options. There's some really good options. You know, There's, there are but, seventeen award-winning outstanding microbreweries within a stone's throw of my neighborhood really oh okay. yes wow wow but the heart it, wants what the heart wants <laughs> and, and it wasn't always that way either it was uh just something in recent years i i, I think maybe maybe i'm slowing down i'm in my mid-40s and i can't really just drink ipas like i used to be able to drink ipas you know? Okay. So, so there, there I, are reasons for this. There is. Bush light. Okay. Okay. There is. I can enjoy a few bush lights and still function and not get tired. Yeah. I don't know if the same can be said about double IPAs for me. You know what I mean? If I go to one of the microbreweries and I have a yeah. few double IPAs or even regular IPAs, it's going to be like an Uber ride home and, and nap time at 6 p.m. <laughs> Happy time. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess, yeah, I guess I got old a little bit. I don't know, but I, I do enjoy drinking beer and Bush Light fills that that void for me. <laughs> well, you know what? To your credit, like in a social setting, especially, right? It's like you want to enjoy a drink and I assume yes. it's less filling. If it's less filling compared oh, yeah. to the whichever IPA, but then also, I mean, kind of what you're speaking to is the alcohol, uh, the content, right? It's it's just yeah, it's no, it, the IPA is hit me pretty hard, and I'm I'm not able to uh, function like I used to be able to function. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I guess we got to that question a lot earlier than I thought, but um, I, I respect we can, that. We can revisit it. Okay, I will. <laughs> or, or or we got it out of the way, and then we, we don't yes. have to go back because I, I don't. That's know fair. More... <laughs> I don't know if there's That's more going. Well, you, you can use it if you want to. Feel free to use. Yeah. It. I, no, if I didn't include it, people would like, "What the hell? <laughs> you didn't ask him the <laughs> the one thing we wanted to know." <laughs> we want to know about the bush light and why he loves it. I know. I know. I know. So. So, that came up where, where was within our social circles. Did that come up at the Idaho meetup? Is that it where probably it came up before that. It probably came up on the Discord. Somebody, you know, sometimes wow. we turn our cameras on on the Discord, and somebody probably saw me like working in the shop on the lathe, 
bush light in the background and instantly started making fun of me. Mm. And then they're like, you drink bush light? Why, yes, I do. And then it just kind of became a joke. I'm pretty sure it started at the at the Discord and then it escalated. Okay. And then of course we went to Idaho for the meetup. And uh yeah, of course, right away they all started talking about bushlight. Oh, we gotta find this man's a bushlight. So Carlos took me to a grocery store at like ten o'clock at night or something. We were mm-hmm. the only ones in there. Well, first he Googled it, like where in Idaho Falls can you buy a bush light? And he finds <laughs> I assume anywhere. I assume anywhere, but okay. uh, maybe not. Maybe not in Idaho Falls. But anyway, he yeah. found a spot on his phone. We took a ride. We got there. We bought some bush light. He bought things to make breakfast for everybody the next day. Oh. So yeah, here, here I am with some bush light. He's like buying bacon and eggs. And uh, yeah, that was... All that, all that together actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> that's it a, was good. That's a good time. That's a good it was time. a good time. Yeah. No, I know it was I know it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. So yeah. Was that your first shave meetup? Uh, yeah, to take a no. Sorry, I asked you mid-drink, but um I went to a shave meetup like in 2015, I want to say it was, 2016 in Seattle. Oh, okay. There was I, I think it was organized by some guys on the Shave Nook forum. And, oh really? Okay. All right. Oh cool. Yeah. So we we all met up um, at an Irish pub in Seattle. I remember, and there was a pretty good turnout. I want to say at least fifty people showed up, and yeah, that was my first meetup. And I, w- I was fairly new into the hobby at the time too, so I was just like, oh my god, there's there's people who like meet up and talk about this stuff, and yeah, yeah. And of course, there's a piff table and there's giveaways, and yeah, it was kind of crazy to. To meet up with that's those a, guys and that's a good size meetup i would say 50 is kind of uh yeah potentially you can kind of make your make your rounds if you wanted to mm-hmm. okay yeah, it was cool right. yeah it was that was my first meetup and um last two summers ago i guess it would be now we had a just a, a very small informal meetup here in western washington in bellingham mm. where i where i live and so okay. a couple guys from like the seattle area um just Washington folks kind of met up and we all hung out for, for just a couple hours. It was very informal. Again, it was at a, a pub and uh, talks shaving gear, had a burger, had a couple pints and yeah, we called it a day. So that was probably like, you know, the, I don't even know if you want to call that a big formal meetup, but it was, it was just get to get, get together. Yeah. Get together. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's been great. So I'd like to go to this upcoming meetup um, at Maggard's. I guess it's April, right? Yes. So are you going to be attending that? As of right now, I won't be able to because it's happening during a uh, both my wife and kids' school vacation. And, and we okay. have right now we have some tentative plans. So unfortunately, it conflicts with the <laughs> – it's like on the tail end of that school break. Um, so, yeah, a little bummed I won't be able to make it. Okay. Uh, last, yeah. last, last year, last year was a great time, but the good thing is it happening in April and not June. It won't be super duper hot and oppressive. <laughs> I heard, I heard the last one was a little warm in that building. So yeah, it, that's a bit of an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me do a little bit of a uh, late intro here, but 
Viewers and listeners, welcome to <laughs> Lather Talk episode number 70. Uh, with me is my co-host Gerard. Hey Gerard, glad you can hey, make it. Hey, what's going on everyone? Guys, we actually have Gerard for a bonus episode. I think when we were recording the award show, uh, we thought that was his last one. He actually, he really wanted to be here for today's guest and we're so glad to have him. Uh, also very excited that he's having his second child within the next few weeks. So um, hoping that goes smoothly. But speaking of our guest, guys, we have on the show for you today, he is the award-winning brush maker, Paul Trotter of Trotter Handcrafts. Paul, welcome to Lather Talk. So glad to have you. Well, thank you, guys. It's great to be here. And just in case you're not familiar with him, you're going to learn more about Trotter Handcrafts and how Paul got into the world of brush making. But in the meantime, please be sure to follow him over on Instagram at Trotter Handcrafts. And of course, you can visit his website, see all the beautiful brushes he has for sale and has sold in the past at TrotterHandcrafts.com. So, Paul, we've already been talking, so thanks for putting up with that awkward intro midway <laughs> conversation. But No worries. We'll fix I, it in post. We don't need to fix it in post. We're going we're gonna to roll with it because that's what other podcasts do. They have this cold <clears> open... <throat> And it's like, we just got to roll with it because, yeah, you know. That's what it should be. should be informal yeah. and, yeah. Yeah. Just cool hangout. Yeah. Just a bunch of dudes talking about shaving and other things. No, no, nothing abnormal. Nothing unusual. No, it nothing, seems, yeah. seems totally normal. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> nothing weird about that. <laughs> all, all joking aside, though, Paul, uh, I'd love for you to share with us, how did you get started with Trotter Handcrafts? How did you get into making shaving brushes? Good question. Um, Thank you. Thank well, you. I started in the hobby back in 2013. Okay. And yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of got into it just kind of in a, in a fluke manner anyway, just a hobby. Um, like I was telling John earlier, I, I was really into guitars and that was my life, collecting guitars and working on guitars. And I was just hanging out in one of the guitar forums and one of the threads in the guitar forum in the section called the pub was about safety razors and, and wet shaving. And so I saw that link and I thought, Oh, this is cool. I didn't know people still did this. It, uh, it looked interesting to me. And coincidentally at the same time, my, my old electric razor kicked the bucket. So I thought, ah, you know, instead of buying a new electric razor, I'm going to, go buy a DE razor and give this a shot, just see how it is. So I jumped on Amazon. I bought the uh, Edward Jagger DE 89, like, okay. like many of us do, mm-hmm. you know, back at the time it was like 26 bucks or something. It was, it's pretty easy to get into. Bought a tub of Prasso and a little cheap bore brush. And <clears throat> that was my setup for actually for like at least a year or more. And, nice. uh, that was how I got into wet shaving. Um, it kind of, I mean, obviously you start with a very modest kit and then you, you find the forums like I did, and then it was all sort of downhill from there. And I started like, oh, I got to try that soap base. I got to try this razor. I think brushes were oddly enough, like the last piece of it that I really got into and went, went hard at. So, you know, I actually used my cheap bore brush for a handful of years. And then I bought like a used Vader three band brush off 
one of the forums in the buy sell mm -hmm. trade section. And I was like, wow, okay, so this is this is way better than my my, my cheap ten dollar bore brush. And so yeah, then the brush thing kind of started to bite me a little bit, and I I started trying a lot of different brushes. And I guess this was about 2018 or so, and I got really into the two band, like the nice two band knots. I started mm -hmm. chasing nice artisan handles and things like that. And yeah, you know, it got rather expensive because you know I, I was buying a lot of stuff at the time. I was really into the hobby, and then. Uh, my dad, I'm going to blame him for Trotter Handcrafts. Okay. He's a, he's a woodworker, a fine woodworker. He has been his whole life. He's oh. exceptional. He's, he's exceptionally good at fine woodworking. So, and he's had a lathe, you know, I'm, when I was a kid, I, I used to see him on the lathe in the shop and he taught, he actually taught me how to turn when I was, you know, probably in elementary school, he'd throw a little block of wood on there and be like, here you go, guy fire this thing up and see if you can make something. And he'd walk away and <laughs> I'd make random little shapes on the, on his lathe as a kid. Mm -hmm. But you know, I never, I never really got into it too much, but in 2018, fast forward to 2018. So I'm already in the wet shaving hobby. He buys me this, this little mini jet lathe for Christmas one year in 2018. And at first I was like, thanks dad, but I have no idea what I'm going to do with this thing. You know, I hate to have like a nice $500 tool, $600 tool, just sitting in the garage collecting dust, but that's what it did for like a year. It sat in my, my garage for about a year. And I didn't, you know, I hate to admit it. I didn't really touch it for about a year. Mm. And then it, it wasn't much longer after that COVID, COVID started. And I had a lot of time on my hands, like we all did. And so I was out in the shop, just tinkering around with stuff. I put the lathe together. I put it on the bench kind of like a random piece of wood. And I started turning little blocks of wood, you know? And of course, since I was in the wet shaving hobby, it, it just kind of like made sense. Well, I should try to turn shaving brush. And so that's where it all started. Um, just out of, out of boredom, like the pieces, everything just kind of fell into place. Yeah, I was, I was, I, initially I was just doing it as a very random hobby, making shaving, wooden shaving brushes for myself. I was on some of the shaving forums. So of course I was posting some of my shave of the day photos with these little, mm -hmm. these little dorky wooden handles and a couple of my friends, I don't know if they were just being nice to me on the forums or if they were actually genuinely interested said, Oh, those are cool. Can you make me one? I'll, I'll pay for the wood or I'll pay for the knot and, and the wood and shipping. So I was like, sure, you know, I don't mind. I'll just do it for free. So I started making them shaving brushes out of wood yeah. again everything started out of wood there was there was no resin for me at that point and progressively as i started making these these little wood handles for myself for my friends on the forum they started posting their shave of the days and i started getting better at it it took a while i mean it it wasn't an overnight thing by any means but the handles started to really represent or look like shaving brushes after some time and effort and more people just started reaching out and they were like, Hey, well, yeah, I saw this guy's photo on the forum. Could you make me one with this? And I had some people sending me blocks of wood that, that they harvested or had some sort of meaning to them. Um, so yeah, that's, that's initially how, how Trotter Handcraft started. And it didn't really even have a name at the time. It was just that guy, Paul on the shaving forum can turn a wood handle for you. 
and all you really have to do is like pay 10 bucks to the block of wood and not. <laughs> so wow. that was, that was kind of um, my humble beginnings. And then when things started to really kind of take off, I thought, you know, I should transition from from wood and try to do resin because that's what I see other artists and brush makers doing. Wood is nice, but it also is it's wood. It's not the best product for for wet shaving, right? Because your your hands are wet and soapy. You're submerging this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can put a, a fairly waterproof finish on wood, but it's it's never necessarily 100. percent So I thought if I'm ever going to like really try to make a run at brushes and being a, a brush maker of any sort, I, I need to, to, to branch out and, and get into resin. So yeah, I remember I went to Joanne fabrics or one of the local fabric stores that sells the little kits of resin. I mean, it's not even good resin, but they have it. And I mixed it up and I threw some, some dye and pigment in there and I remember making my first few resin brushes. They they weren't great, you know, because it was a different material type that I wasn't used to. I didn't mm-hmm. understand I didn't understand how how resin cured necessarily. I didn't understand the the uh, exothermic properties that happen with resin. I didn't understand you know proper mixing techniques or anything like that. But again, you know, I had the I had the desire to learn. I really wanted to do well with it. I wanted to make some respectable looking um, resin brushes. So I stuck with it. And, you know, believe it or not, there, there's not that much info out there on the internet or YouTube. You, you think there would be for resin shave brushes and, and making brushes, but there's surprisingly little info out there, especially at that time, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was there was a lot of trial and error. It was me wasting a lot of resin. It was me fumbling around for, for quite a while until... I figured out how it kind of came together and how it all worked. And then it was just like the wood brushes. They, they became better with every one I made. Um, and I got to the point where, you know, I was giving those to people, giving those to friends. I started to casually sell them on the forums, not for very much money. Cause I, I didn't even think they were that great, but um, after over time, you know, over, I'd say at least a solid year or so, um, they were looking pretty good. So I, I opened an Etsy shop in 2021 okay. and I started putting those handles in, in the Etsy shop. And at the time I, I, I really didn't stock knots as far as I remember, maybe just some, some $10 tuxedo synthetic knots, mm. but I was mostly selling handles at the time and, and they weren't much. They were like maybe 50 bucks for a handle out of my Etsy shop at the time. And they, they did well, like, you know, again, the more time I put into it, the better I got at it. They, they looked better with, with almost every brush. And then, you know, the Etsy shop would sell out pretty quick whenever I'd throw, throw handles in there. And again, people saw them in Shave of the Days, so they were reaching out, asking me for direct orders or custom orders, things like that. And then, and then the Instagram live shows like BBS Live, Nate and Mel, they saw my stuff and, and bought some handles and brushes from me. And I know John, you, you and Gerard both bought some, some pretty early Trotter brushes or handles mm-hmm. at least. Yep. And so, yeah, it just escalated from there. 
And then I, I feel like I kind of outgrew Etsy and needed to start my own website in 2022. Mm-hmm. And so I did that and yeah, the rest is kind of history. You know, it, it's, it's been a wild ride. I, I, I have a full-time job, like I was telling John earlier. So I, I, I get fairly limited time in the shop every day. Trotter handcrafts is, is not my full-time job. It's, it's something I, I might be able to spend an hour or two a day at. Well, well, thanks for t- I, that's great to see all the different way that things lined up. And, well, especially <clears throat> um, your father being, you know, like a, a, a gifted wood, you know, what's, what's the proper term? Um, woodworker? Fine woodworker. Fine woodworker. Fine woodworker. Yeah. Woodworker. Thank you. I didn't want to say the, <laughs> the wrong craftsman. thing. But, craftsman. But yeah, yeah. All, all those things. But I mean, that that's pretty cool. When there's there's that early exposure. And as yeah. a kid, you, know, you, you don't know when you're going to pick up these things again. The fact that it came came back around at this point it, you know, in, in your life, that's, that's amazing. It, it definitely did come back around. And yeah, I, I feel like, you know, in a weird way, I've become my, my father too. Because, you know, we had a, when I was younger and at an earlier age, I really had no interest in woodworking or working on a lathe or making things by hand necessarily, but um, here I am in my mid forties working on a lathe every single day. <laughs> I was going to say the, the the same thing that, you know, I always tell, always tell John when it comes to this stuff in this hobby, it's not drugs and that's all that yeah. matters, right? That's a fair point. It, it could, could be, be way worse. It could have been anything else. You know, it could, it could be much, much worse. You yes, know? absolutely. <laughs> Uh, one one thing I found interesting, or sorry, that I, I want to kind of dig a little deeper is uh, you mentioned like on YouTube or just like out there how there's like not too many resources. And it just got me thinking like, is there is there much conversation or is there a place that that other brushmakers go to kind of share tips or techniques, or is it more like? Everyone's kind of trade on their own secrets. journey, and, and, and right. And are there like trade secrets and kind of closely guarded, you know, um, techniques and whatnot? I think there are secrets, and and I think intentionally brushmakers kind of don't talk to one another a lot of the time. They're trying to protect their their techniques, and, and we're all different. Mm-hmm. We all do things probably a little bit different. I mean, there's like the right. core the core functions of making a brush, and you know, the lathe is obviously the the piece that we all use and we use buffing wheels and we probably use the same types of resin. There's, there's mm. two or three types of resin, but um, yeah, we, we probably use a lot of the same materials and dyes, but maybe our, our finishing techniques are different sometimes. Okay. Um, I kind of wish that brush makers would talk together more and, but that, that doesn't seem to happen at least from my experience. So I, like I said, I had to learn almost everything trial and error on my own. Mm. Um, I did have a couple of people that were, that were pretty cool when I asked them questions early on. Andrew at, at Viking. Okay. He, he and I spoke a couple times really early on when I was making brushes and he kind of gave me some tips. And of course he didn't tell me exactly, he didn't give me a blueprint exactly. Do step A, then step B, add this. He gave me some he kind of pushed me in the right direction or gave me some general advice on what to try or maybe don't try that. And I, I think he was pretty helpful, at least for me, out of the gate. And I've tried to repay that forward. There's been a couple of brush makers in the last year or two who have reached out to me and 
and said they, you know, and they enjoy my stuff. And I've tried to give them tips as well without Mm -hmm. giving them a full game plan book on how to replicate a trotter brush. Well, essentially giving away the shop, right? If you're like, well, this is how I, this is how I make this shape. Like, okay, great, great. Uh, Tell me more. (laughs) Yep. I think a lot of that centers around the pores too. So like, yeah. We all probably have slightly different pore techniques. Um, we probably all slightly use different pigments and dyes to some degree. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to necessarily give away exactly how we do it because we don't want to see some other brush maker straight up replicate your stuff to a T, whether it's the pore, whether it's the shape, knots are a whole nother thing. You know, it's everybody has their own special knots that they, they source themselves or maybe in some cases tie themselves. So. I know like some of the other like brush makers that we've you know, spoken with, like they used to have like, like a little group, you know, where they would talk about stuff. Um, what's his name? Brush guy, uh, Martin, Matthew Martin. And, oh, yeah. Right. Don't know. Him. Yeah. So he's one of the older ones. He's kind of, he's pretty much like, I think he, he basically said he's done everything like, you know, like, he basically paid off everything that he's done and stuff like that. So he's kind of out, but, um, he did, um, if you look up like brush guy, shaving brushes, stuff like that, he has a unique shape. He has a, uh, West coast shaving did some collabs with him and stuff oh, okay. like that yeah. as well. But, um, I know like a few people used to, cause he was like very early on in terms of the artisan shape brushes. And so yeah. he would offer like tips on mixing resins and stuff like that. And so I know, I just know for a fact, you know, like, like Scott from Declaration, like he had some, he got some input from, from Matt, like Matt Matt was really good. And then like anything, like anything good that happens, there's like bound to be some falling out or something, this and that. And I know, but unfortunately, unfortunately, yes. And then you, and you see some of the guys that, you know, aren't necessarily shave people, but they are like resin people or they mix with hybrids, like mm-hmm. range donkey uh, comes to mind. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And some of the others, you know, um, I think chaotic there's like, I'm thinking of some of the other Instagram guys where it's just like, like, how do you just come up with this or how does this like work? And I'm just like, nope, like not, don't want to think about it. Yeah, yeah. It's a skill that they, they have. How does this not turn into mud? You know, right, right. <laughs> Everything, everything's brown. Yeah, <laughs> with like various shades of brown. Like, okay, all right. If you're looking for a cool place to hang out with traditional shaving enthusiasts, come on down to the Lather Talk Discord. Share your shave of the days, mail calls, or talk about your favorite hardware or software, and just about everything in between. Once again. That's Lather Talk Discord. Check out the link below. All right, let's say uh, you weren't able to make brushes yourself anymore and you had to choose, like, for any other shaving brush needs you need, you had to choose one other brush maker. Who would you, cho- who would you buy from? Who would you choose? Dude, he already talked about it. He said the, the brush, the badger bore brush. That he got with well, Parasso. That $10 boar brush is what I would choose, obviously. Clearly, on, not with the knowledge you <laughs> not with the knowledge you have now. I like boar brushes. I don't care that's, if they're cheap wrong. or not. I, I like boar brushes too. There's nothing wrong with that. 
<laughs> Which uh, that could be your answer. You go back to the first boar brush. I, I somehow don't think that would be the answer, but uh, no, that that's not the answer. It would okay. it would obviously be um, you know an artisan brush maker that that I respect. That I I have a lot of his stuff. That's that's Prometheus Handcrafts. Oh, okay. So yeah, Levi, I believe is his name. He he does different stuff. He does kind of unique pours. Um, I bought a lot of his stuff when he was selling on Etsy. I'm not sure if he still is, but uh, yeah, I was, I was really into to his work there for a while oh, when he when also, he was making I, stuff. So I think he's he's also a woodworker, like by trade. Yeah, he's a woodworker by trade. He is, yeah. But there's there's a lot of talented brush makers, artists and brush makers, and I have I have a, a collection of probably 50 artists and brushes that that aren't yeah. mine that I enjoy. But uh, yeah, nice. I, I feel like Prometheus. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure because uh, I did have a brush or two from them in the past, um, whether they're active or not. But I, I feel it's like been I, a while. I don't, it's been a while. OK, because I yeah. haven't heard them talked about in a bit, but fantastic work. So mm -hmm. I, I checked them yeah. re like maybe within the past couple of months just to see, yeah. you know, what's going on. But yeah, I want to say the last thing I saw them post was maybe something last year, like oh, early, early last year or something like that. Mm -hmm. okay that sounds right but yeah he, he did really cool stuff and yeah like like i said i i probably half dozen of his brushes and yeah i really enjoy mm -hmm. those okay shout well, out to prometheus yeah yeah if you guys ever find their brushes on like the bst or second mm -hmm. uh second hand definitely worth taking a look at um let's pivot to a question from the ladder talk discord and this comes from IDKWID, which is I don't know what I'm doing. Craig, uh, yes, he he had a question about, and, and I, I'm not sh too sure uh, wh when this might have started, but about the laser etching on your brush coins. C oh, you, okay. Um, is that like a new development? Are those already in place or in pro in progress? Can, can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been using a brass coin in my brushes for the last few years. And I won't go into the details, but some of the, you know, a brass coin, it's like a brass razor. If you, if you neglect it, if you don't take care of it, brass can wear, it can patina, it can look ugly after mm -hmm. some time without proper care. So, you know, I started seeing some shade of the day photos with the brass coins that were neglected and they, they, they didn't look great to me. And I started thinking about, well, how could I, how could I do better on the coin front? And I had this idea, like, what if I could get really nice stainless steel coins? Like, that's something you don't you don't see mm -hmm. in, in artisan brushes, at least to my knowledge. Mm -hmm. You see, you mostly see brass coins, you know, and they're 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 easy to get into cost wise. Um, there's a lot of companies that make brass maker coins, mm -hmm. but I, I wanted to explore um, stainless steel. So I started looking around and what I found is, is there are companies that make stainless steel coins, but they're extremely expensive. So then I, I had this random idea. Well, what if I, what if I found some stainless steel blanks and I engraved them myself? So I started checking into that and that seemed like a, a way more realistic option. Hmm. And so I, I, I ordered stainless steel round blanks from, a few companies and I got samples in two of the companies were 
the, the blanks were really not that great. And the third one that came in was perfect. Perfectly laser cut, had a really nice uh, satin brushed finish on it. Mm. It was good, good quality stainless. It's a U.S. company. And so I was like, yeah, this looks awesome. So I found, found the product. I just needed to find a way to laser engrave it. And so I bought myself a laser engraver, not knowing if oh. it would even work, wow. <laughs> which was kind of, wow. kind of a move on my part. I was like, this is either going to be an epic fail or it's going to work out Bold really move, well. Cotton. Let's see if it yeah. pays off. <laughs> so I got, I got these, uh, these blanks and I stuck them in the laser engraver and I threw my logo on there and yeah, they, they came out, they worked. It worked. So oh, awesome. It, okay. It wasn't a, it wasn't a colossal waste of money and time. I, I remember, I think I saw one of your posts, you know, like, uh, about it and, and I'm just like, no, like these are super clean. Yeah. They're sharp. They look really sharp in person. Um, yeah. Like I said, the coin itself is, exactly perfect i mean there's there's no no weirdness to the coin at all um it looks it looks better than i ever could have expected the laser engraving there there was a little bit of a learning curve with the laser engraver right out of the gate i had to kind of learn the software on the laser engraver i had to learn what settings to uh to feed into the machine but yeah it's it's dialed in now and, and so for 2024 i kind of made the switch I stopped doing brass coins at the end of 23. I made the switch to stainless steel laser engraved in 2024. And I just think it's going to be a good positive change. It looks like, to me, it looks like a higher quality coin. It, uh, there you go. Is that? That's so one of yeah, them. That's one of them. That, that's the I saw, the, I saw the other, there was another logo, right? There is. There's the horseman logo. Here it is. It yeah. is Bodiac. <laughs> you can scroll. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, it's a character who bears no resemblance to Bojack Horseman. Horseman. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Trotman Jackman. <laughs> y yes, yes. Car cartoon Horseman. <laughs> so there you go. That looks, really, so you have, that looks really good. You have two options for for Trotter coins now. Well, or if you order a brush from me directly and you don't want a coin, we could do that too. So no, no point. Yeah, why would you do that now that you know the story of the the big gamble that paid off? People do order them without coins from time to time. Okay, well those people are wrong. So moving on. <laughs> I, I'd agree. I'll, I'll agree with that. <laughs> oh, sweet. I wonder I who made this brush in this very very unique shape that <laughs> is so common. I think I heard. Uh, Nate from BBS Live saying he wanted to order this this pour in particular is that or does does he have one already? Evil Candy Corn is the name of it. Yeah, I, I sent him one today. So oh, he's okay. Got one. so okay, all right. So he's you, got one now. Got it. Oh, it's so yep. funny that we're looking at it. Very nice. Very. Uh, it is Halloweeny, but I feel like that didn't sound right. It looks very of Halloween, but I feel like it's also fine. Like independent of that holiday well yeah you know halloween's yeah, my favorite colors. my favorite holiday and i did i did a, i did a handful of halloween brushes this last year so mm -hmm. there's also bats in the butterscotch which is kind of like a dark take on butterscotch it's got you know your your typical traditional butterscotch orange and then it's got some like 
dark, mysterious black swirls in there and some silver and some silver glitter. So favorite, favorite Halloween movie. My favorite Halloween movie. Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of like into the old eighties Halloween and Halloween. Horror, <laughs> horror movies and slasher, uh, flicks. slasher flicks from the eighties. When I was a kid, they were, we weren't allowed to watch them, so I had to go to the neighbor's house, of course, and watch them with those kids. You should do a, uh, could do like a Freddy the Krueger series or, or, or like a <laughs> Crystal Lake. That was, that was Freddy the 13th, right? Did with you Jason? say Freddy yeah. the, the Krueger? Freddy Krueger. You said Not Freddy the, the Krueger. No, Friday the 13th. I think you. <laughs> was I both. doing? What was I thinking? Both probably. I think so. I mean, right it sounded, you know, people add the to, at random times. I, that's I gonna really be, like, that's my I'm rap call name. Him... Okay, that's my rap. That's 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 my, that's my street name. <laughs> right. There's right? Megan the Stallion. And then yeah, and Freddie the Kruger. The Kruger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, uh, yeah. Freddie Da Kruger. D A. Oh, Freddie okay? Da Kruger. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you you heard you heard him say that right, Paul? It wasn't just me. I Dang. think I did. Dang. Sorry, okay. sorry, Gerard. My bad. <laughs> Whatever. You can edit that out later. No, you can no, no. Oh, oh, no, no, no. This no, is that, all staying in. That, that, that's the stuff that. <laughs> oh, Any misspeak, you know, from me? Oh, absolutely. It's staying in. Wait, honestly, it's just really natural. So I'm like, I, li I like that. Like, I, 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 that's why I call it out, not to like, not to bash you, but like, that sounds pretty good. And it's because it sounds like a rapper name now. Yes. Freddie the yes. Freddie the Kruger. Freddie the Kruger. Yeah. Freddie, yeah. yeah. Okay. I like it. <laughs> All right, so so we learned that Halloween's your favorite holiday. So you could you couldn't really limit it to any one franchise of movies from the eighties. I mean, I I totally agree. Like, there's some classic you know, classic options from that that era. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I, I know. I like all those. Yeah. Evil okay. Dead. So good. All of them. Okay. Can't I'm, I'm like your children. You can't, here. can't yeah. choose a favorite. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll think of something to uh, for this year. That's cool. Well, I'll I'll definitely yeah. Like I'll look harder when it's Halloween's rolling around because then I now I know you have like some extra incentive. The extra stuff. Ghost, it was funny. Ghostbusters, is... Slimer. Oh, Ghostbusters. Slimer, Slimer oh, yeah. pool. Okay, there you Ghostbusters. go. Oh, Ghostbusters. Guys, guys, you remember Ecto Cooler? Yes. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next year, remind me so I don't forget. So Ecto Cooler, um, actually, like a slimer. Oh, slimer bush. Mm. So do, we might, remember, you, do we remember? Do you remember? Do you remember Ghostbusters Two with uh, the painting Ego? Oh yeah. Right. And I remember at the end. I don't know why this is coming to mind, but like they basically go through the old like. Uh, I think it's a subway system in New York, and then that's where like he's like you know his power is like you know coming. And there's like a slime river, you know, the, through one of yeah. the old subways. Pink slime? That was it, could be, it was like a pink slime. Yeah. Right. It was and a pink slime. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Could, that, that, that could be a resin pour. Well, think about this. What if I didn't let the resin cure and I just yeah. like mail out <laughs> just, just a, a, slimy, a slimy, gooey <laughs> brush? Just, I'm just, like, here's, just here's your slimer pour. Yeah. And someone's using it. It's just like resin. The knots like sticking out. Like, someone's just going to be like, don't be you like know. that Paul Trotter guy. He nailed that slammer for. I'm telling he you. He is thinking outside the box. That's next yeah. level right there. Yeah, throwing the gauntlet down to other brush makers. We've Keep had that. worse. We have had worse ideas on this podcast. Oh, yeah. 
just yeah. talking out of thin air. This is not bad. Yeah. No, we're, we're onto something <laughs> I, here. I'm, I'm, I'm into Ecto, this. Ecto Cooler for sure. I think Ecto oh, yeah, Cooler. Yeah. And I feel if like anyone should... does it beforehand, they stole it. We're just gonna we're just gonna call it right now. I feel like I should be taking notes because we're coming up with some gems here. You know. Okay. Yep. It's okay. You can have that. One. That first one's free. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's put a pin in all our crazy Halloween brush ideas <laughs> that we're having in the beginning of February. <laughs> <laughs> in February. <laughs> hey, hey, you can't stifle creativeness but no you can't no you gotta no. be thinking ahead all the time you know yeah planning. okay fine yeah. we'll mix the two my bloody valentine coming <laughs> you know the valentine's oh, yeah. day massacre oh, yeah. <laughs> i don't think i've ever done a valentine's brush to be honest yeah. so i better start thinking about that yeah you know some black and red maybe some some pink you've done I, i've seen some pink pores from you so that's not right that's nothing new no, I, I do a lot of pink brushes, believe it or not. Yeah. People ask for it and Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. I dig a good pink brush. Yeah. I do too. Um, I like it. We we are not color supremacists either. Good. You know, either yeah. we're not we're not even a medium supremacist, whether it's wood, <laughs> resin, um oh. <laughs> pet, petrified, fossilized dinosaur crap. That'd be fun to turn or at least try. <laughs> Um, the smell, though. The smell was, no. uh, I'd worry about you. <laughs> yeah, it's petrified. It's fine. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, earlier, Paul, we were talking about just other hobbies you had. Um, clearly, you know, wet shaving enthusiast that went on <clears throat> to, to to be a brush maker as well uh we talked about guitars uh what are, what are some other hobbies that kind of um that are currently active or kind of took a big chunk of <laughs> your, your your brain space and time in the past i've i've been into motorcycles for most of my adult life so i, I don't find much free time to ride anymore I mean, I do ride to work. I have about a half an hour commute each way to work every day. So in the summertime or when the weather is nice and it's it's not raining here in Western Washington, I'll, I'll take my motorcycle out. And, uh, okay. So yeah, I guess, you know, between guitars and motorcycles and shaving brushes, that's pretty good. good. Yeah. There's not, much, okay. yeah. not many seconds left in the day. There's really not. I was telling John that earlier. I have just like a small window of time every single evening where I can sneak out to the shop and try to do something that I enjoy. And that's it. 
I don't know. If, I, I kind of want to say like, oh, those are some very like classic, like masculine hobbies, but I, I don't want to limit it to, to, you know, like, oh, those are, those, those hobbies are only for guys, but they are very like, there's, you know, there's, there's something like vintage about it with like, with the motorcycles, with the guitars, like there's that appeal to it. So. And then there's I the pink know. brushes that also somehow fit into Which we love too. Yeah. Cause we're not, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Motorcycle very... colorway themed brushes. <laughs> Oh, I've thought, I've thought oh, about yeah. that before. Yeah, there we go. Have, I haven't done saying. it, but it it has crossed my mind on Just more than saying. one occasion. Has has the guitar hobby like there's some class you know classic color combinations? Has that bled into your like brush brush pores? Yeah, actually, there has. Um, so if you're familiar with Fender's Candy Apple Red, which is mm -hmm. like you know a really deep red with metallic gold flake. I've, mm. I've tried to recreate that in one of my pours called Retro Red Sparkle. So that's that's Ooh. one guitar-inspired pour. Okay. I've made quite a, quite a few of those over the last couple of years. People seem to like that one a lot. Yeah. Um, seems like there's been a couple others that are somewhat guitar-related. There's, there's Butterscotch um, Fender guitars, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So, but that doesn't necessarily line up with like your shaving brush butterscotch. So when I when I that's true. Into, we should probably also talk about butterscotch because yes, when I started when I started pouring resin, obviously you know butterscotch is one of the most popular resin pours out there in the wet shaving world. But I, I wanted to like do something a little different with butterscotch. I didn't want to do a straight up orange butterscotch pour. I wanted to do something mm -hmm. that was like butterscotch, but kind of went in a, in a different direction or just had my own twist on it that, that was unique and not like everybody else's. So I came up with this pour called Fawn that I do, F-A-W-N. It's, it's a yellowy butterscotch. It's like an off yellow butterscotch. Yeah, I don't even know if it, you could say it really, it, it sort of hints at orange, but, and it sort of hints at yellow, but it's not necessarily either. So it's, might, it's just a. Might a I very... say, your uh, your color description is excellent for our audio listeners because I think you're doing there such you a go. good job to dis describe it. Um, audio listeners, I'm also showing this color for it's. It, that's, that's that's a, really cool. That version. If go ahead, uh, go oh, up a the, little bit. There's yeah. one because I'm also looking. I, yeah. I have another screen where I'm looking too. So okay, go scroll up a little bit. There should be one that's more glossy. Ah, uh, the beauty of the. Uh, <laughs> oh. I I, went, I and I saw the retro red too, Paul. That there, that's, right look, there. Look, there we go. Retro, the retro red looks fantastic as well. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you. So yeah, that's that's fun. That's kind of my yeah. my weird my weird take on butterscotch. Um, and there's like little there's little like streaks Sorry. in it, or there's like a like a not necessarily streaks. How can how can we? It's not just a um, solid opaque. Yeah, color. Text there's that's texture. true. That's yeah. true. Looks there's like there's, there's kind of it. like little um, beige spots if you yeah. look really closely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see, uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it, so, yeah. It gives some it gives some depth and texture to it. As like, it does. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just being a flat color, it it, it almost reminds me a little bit of like mustard, but not. Do you know what I mean? You know I mean? Like something mm -hmm. about it reminds me of a. Faded like a mustard. bright mustard, not not your spicy brown mustards. Not spicy brown. Yeah, <laughs> we're like not we're the... not talking. You know, 
a very yes. nice champagne mustard, like a like mm. a nice, you know. Oh, that's a good word. It's, yeah, yeah. It's more like um, Ray Poupon, right? Yeah, yeah. Dijon. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Dijon. Dijon. It's Dijon. like a Dijon. Yes, yes. Yeah. Dijon. Yes, yes. I wish I had a dime for every time somebody told me it looks like mustard. Yes, you know. I'd have like. Oh, do a lot of people? I'd, see I'd have a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard. I've heard the mustard okay. thing. Okay. Oh, dang times. it! I thought yeah. I had an original. I just want to show the can. There might be another. Retro red is that coming through? It is. Yeah, that, that's probably uh, not the best best no. example. There you go. There you go. Not yet. Hey, you're the one so, making uh, who made this real. <laughs> those two brushes were made as a joke. I have to throw that out uh, right now. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. We, we the can mini, cut that out. The, 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 the micro. The, here we go. There this you one, go. This one. Please, for the love of God, click on that one instead. <laughs> so yeah, that's retro red. It's um, oh, it's Fender yeah, candy yeah. apple red. Look at that. Okay. The, the the Fender the the factory is actually like not too far from where I am. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, the Fender uh, factory is in Corona, California. Corona. Yeah. Corona. On the other side. It's like uh, 15 minutes. Yeah. Many times gone gone over there. Oh, nice. There's nothing else in Corona. I would never come down here. <laughs> just, just, the Fender. just the Fender. Just the Fender guitar factory. Just, right. I, and it's horrendous to drive there if you're coming from LA. No, just don't do it. <laughs> but um looking at the year ahead paul uh what are some of the things that we might look forward to i don't know if the, the, the coins that, that you've you know laser etched yourself that's a that's a mm -hmm. great addition other things like that that you could share or even just like other ways do you want you might want to change or improve your current process stand out um probably new shapes you know, right now I, I offer mm. three or four shapes um, on a regular basis. I want to probably expand that out to a couple more this year. Okay. I've got some I've got some ideas, some somewhat unique shapes, ideas I, that I think are interesting. I don't know if other people will think they're interesting, but the crazy thing about shapes is, you know, you, you want to come up with your own, obviously, and you want to come up with something that that's comfortable in the hand, which is, again tricky to do always so yeah i've come up with a couple prototypes that i i would like to finalize and push out there and have have as an option mm -hmm. on a regular basis for the coming year okay I, yeah. i'm sure that can be that can be tricky just given like does it right right i'm sure you're double checking like oh does this look like something that's already on the market and yeah i think it can, what comes into play too what we we're talking about before kind of how protective brush makers can be about certain pores, certain shapes. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very personal. You know, it's, I think sometimes we, we kind of bump into each other on certain aspects of brush making and shapes, mm. but it's also pretty clear when somebody's straight up ripping off your shape and that's not, not cool. So to try to come up with something that's completely unique that you can call yours, like with my Canon shape, I wanted to come up with something that, when somebody saw it in a shave of the day photo, like they, they would see that and go, that's a Trotter Cannon shape, you know, mm -hmm. even without seeing the coin, even without seeing the any. Weapon. Yeah. They wanted to see, the, I wanted to. The hoss of a handle. It is. It is. It's big. It's bulky. It's bold. It doesn't look like anything else out there. Yeah. It's big, it, bold, and beautiful. It's polarizing. Some people might be like, that's <laughs> ridiculously large. And you're not the first person. <laughs> Hashtag, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs>
Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Well, if anything, uh, for those with big hands out there, Paul's cannon shape is it's probably perfect for you then. Yeah, I mean, honestly, all all three of my brushes, my brush shapes that I, I currently offer, three or four, they're all they're all on the bigger side. I I don't really make small handles. Mm. Um, that's that's okay. by design. So, yeah, if you have freakishly small hands, you you might not want a trotter brush. <laughs> Good to know. They, they were they weren't great for no, my hands. But... No baby hands. No baby hands. Nah. Otherwise, you're gonna have a bad time. With hands. brushes. Mm-hmm. And, and there's been people who have contacted me and been like, I love your shapes. I want to mm-hmm. try your, your T1 Manchurian knot, but I, I just need a smaller brush. Can you do that? And, and I, and I can tone it down. I, okay. I can, I can scale any of my shapes down for people with smaller hands, if that's what they prefer. You know, if they're, if they're serious about wanting a trotter brush and, and having a smaller form factor, I, I can do that. Like those, those two that you you accidentally showed John that were made for yeah, sloppy yeah. badger, yeah, that were a joke. But uh, yeah, those are no, no, you know the fact that we just showed those. There's going to be people out there that be like, "That's it, that's they're what already, I want." They're already and having the mini them. brush. Yeah, so we, oh, we, made, we made those we made those mini brushes yeah. as a joke for John, and I posted the video just thinking like, first of all, I can't believe I'm even posting this video because it looks so ridiculous. But sure enough, like people, a couple people reached out. Oh, hey, can you make me a mini brush? I was like, oh, great. This is going to become a thing now. What's smaller? What What's like a small cannon? What's like the mini cannon? There's, there's, no, there's like been a, swivel, a mini. Like a swivel gun? I think that's oh, the official. What you I'm, I'm trying okay. to. I'm trying to like, I don't know. I don't know. But there, there was a mini cannon that was made too. And that went to, um, that went to Austin at AA Shaving. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So, he, so he owns he owns a mini cannon. Um, John owns a mini cannon. The the Savelt cannon, <laughs> the cannon. What what size knot went in that? Like a twenty two, or how? No, no, a full size knot. It was a twenty six okay. millimeter knot. Yeah, but okay. it was just, the knot was like as big as the handle. It was yeah. complete, completely <laughs> gotcha. ridiculous. But... It's, I mean, it, it almost takes on like you know, like the, the chubby like yeah. shape, which is classic. Like it, it kind of right, it goes into that territory a little bit. It, it it does, but it's even smaller and the stump cannon, stumpy, the stumpy, stumpy. stumpy. just stump. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think we've gotten to through kind of like what I had on our outline for today. Uh, so I just want to say thank you, Paul, so much for coming on uh, to the podcast. It's a pleasure. Of course. We, just, we could talk about more random things, but I do want to respect <laughs> respect everyone's time. Uh, can we you, don't respect I yours. Don't... You're on the East Coast, so it's it's only 7.50 right now. But I <laughs> Yeah, us West Coasters, we're just starting our evening here. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I figured, I don't know, like maybe no. you guys can eat dinner, eat dinner or uh, yeah. no, heaven forbid you have plans or something. Um, Paul, <laughs> Paul, can you share with our uh, viewers and listeners um, again, where, where can they find your fine brushes? So Trotter Handcrafts is my website, trotterhandcrafts.com. The Shave Supply is my retailer in Southern California. And Shave Supply, typically, you know, I, I send them a batch of brushes every month or two. Gareth's okay. a good so guy. Gareth is a really good guy. 
Um, he has a nice shop, brick and mortar, and he also does uh, internet sales too. So check out shavesupply.com, either one of those places. You can, uh, you can pick up a trotter brush. I do direct orders. So if you don't see, you know, something in stock, you can just contact me directly and say, Hey, I saw that, that color pour and I like this shape and I want this knot and I'm, I'm happy to make it for you too. So ask for mini brushes <laughs> just to, just to stick they're, it to <laughs> They're not half the cost. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, okay. So there you go. Now for those of you looking for a way it, to save money, that's not the way to go. They might be three quarters of the cost, but they're not half. No, you just make them the full cost. It's the time. It's the labor. Yes. 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 Your don't, time. Even, don't even feel right about that. But yeah. <laughs> you know, if it yeah. takes the the same amount of time to make that, you know, to make that brush, then that's what you do. If not, then you lie to us and you still start the same thing anyway. <laughs> I like how you think, Gerard. Economics. Okay. You've talked me right into it. This is capitalism. That's your next brush handle shape. Capitalism. Tiny you know? brushes at full cost. You know? That's what's coming in 2024. Be ready. There we go. All right. All right. There you go. There you go. You you heard it here. Uh, thank you so much again, Paul, for your time, for coming onto the show. Gerard, as always, pleasure. Uh, thank you as well. And um, thank you, listeners and viewers. Thanks for tuning in today. Again, go check out Paul his website at shave supply follow him on instagram uh, for those watching the video version you saw we went through his page you can see a lot of the fine work that's gone out there that's that he's he's done all the options so great work again congratulations on winning best brush maker for oh, this thank year's you lather talk awards uh, well deserved well deserved my friend so well thank you yeah well i hope everyone has a good morning good afternoon good night whenever you're listening to this and we'll catch you in the next episode take care thank you guys <laughs>